We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast, but this is not just any Pack a Day Podcast. This is Draft Week Pack a Day Podcast. This is Alex Strofe, Perry Goldstein, and Andy Herman breaking down the NFL Draft Podcast. I'll start with Alex Strofe. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore Strofe. You can follow Perry at Perry underscore Goldstein. Friends, how the heck are you doing? It's Draft Week. I'm fired up, Andy. It's finally here. Uh, we have re-engagement between the Jets and the Packers on Aaron Rodgers talks for like the 87th time. So maybe stuff will actually happen this week. I'm very excited. Perry? I'm also very excited, mostly because I have, feel like I haven't podcasted with you both in quite a bit. So a it's good to be back. I know. Um, and yes, Alex, we did get that big news today. Although I don't know if it's big because who knows what will happen. But <laughs> we can only hope that this deal will get done before Thursday. 
That would be very nice. Uh, I, I tweeted out like after weeks of stalled talks, which is what Rappaport said or whatever. I'm like, the Packers and Jets are here to ruin draft week with Aaron yeah. Rodgers, <laughs> right? Like, oh, another just, draft week where all we hear about is Aaron Rodgers. Great, that's what everyone huh. wants. Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard that one before. No, brand new, right? So yeah, it should be interesting. Obviously, going to be a crazy week in a variety of ways. We, I, no matter what, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers news and rumors and everything. So that's going to dominate a big chunk of this week. <laughs> But of course, draft week as well is always amazing. We're going to go over some of our draft predictions and draft superlatives, which I'm super excited about. Quick shout out. I'm a million percent stealing this idea from Paul Brettel, friend of the Packaday podcast. He just did an article over on Dairyland Express, Packers draft superlatives. Make sure to check that out. All of his uh, superlatives we are not going over today. I did not steal all of his questions or materials or superlatives. So make sure to check that out first. But uh, you never leave a good idea unstolen is my motto. So uh, (laughs) Alex and Perry, I'm excited to go through these with you today. And let's just kick things off right away with a really fun one. And that is going to be the player that you are most excited about. If the Packers drafted, you're dancing around your room. You're, you know, it's a pants off dance off. This is like the ultimate excited. <laughs> you are freaking out. If the play, the Packers draft this player, Alex, I will start with you. What player would give you that emotion? Yeah, they're going to need to trade up to make it happen, but it's a guy I know both of you are crushing on from the university of Oregon. That'd be Christian Gonzalez, right? The cornerback top corner prospect in this draft. I'd be ecstatic if they were able to move up and get him. He's not going to be there at 15, so they'd need to move. But uh, he's my favorite defensive prospect in this draft class. So I'd be I thank you for putting me on to him, first off. But secondly, that's who I would be ecstatic if they draft. I love it. Me Harry. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is Zay Flowers. He also is probably someone that the Packers have to move up for. But I could talk for a very long time about how much I love him. But I think he's super complimentary to what the Packers already have and bring something that they don't have, like fills a need. And also if you learn anything about him off the field, he is literally the most Packer player, I think of like the entire first round. So I would be doing a happy dance. for Zay That's Bob. a guy whose stock has trended up like in the last two weeks, right? Like he, it seems like he's gone way up in the last. For a good reason. For a good reason. Right. Yeah. Tess, well, great dude off the field, like just impossibly hard not to root for him. So much so that I feel like I actually need to go back and watch him again. I have it like when I watch it to me, it's just a Brandon Cooks comp all day, every day, like prime Brandon Cooks. I just see him over and over every time I watch him play. And that's like a really good player that's been I know he's been traded like a million and one times, but like every team always wants him. He always goes and plays well with whatever team he's in. And he's not like Brandon Cooks isn't just your classic like small like slot guy like he can play on the outside he can make explosive plays you can get the ball in his hands and he can do a variety of things I see a lot of the same things in Zay Flowers so he'd be a very fun piece in this offense for me the unrealistic ones Christian Gonzalez obviously like you mentioned Tyree Wilson is another one that are unrealistic ones but a realistic one I really legitimately believe is possible and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba I don't think anyone would be uh, too disappointed if that ultimately ended up being the case I don't think this is like a big spoiler here Uh, I love Jackson Smith and Jigba all he does is get open. And you talk about a young quarterback in Jordan Love who just needs somebody to separate and get open and be that guy that, hey, it's third and eight. Who am I going to look to? Oh, I've got Jackson and you know, Smith and Jigba in the slot who's going to probably beat his guy. And I'm going to be able to complete a nine or 10 yard pass for and move the chains. Would absolutely love that. That would probably be uh, not only just like a really fun, amazing player, not just an amazing like fit, but like exactly what I love. Absolutely everything about that potential pick. I totally agree with both of you guys, and I'd be ecstatic if they went wide receiver in the first round, but here's what we know about Goody. Five drafts in, seven first-round picks, only one has been an offensive player, and that's, of course, Jordan Love. So 
History is not on our side with that, but I really hope either of you are right. No, but this was about our personal happy dances, not about what the Packers might actually do. You're right. I'm already already being pessimistic, and we're five minutes in. Let's see what we can do in the 30 minutes. We have plenty of time for realistic graphics. We set this up to start with good vibes and what would make us most happy, and Alex immediately is like, no, no, no. You guys, you cannot be happy for five minutes. We're going to turn this around. Let's go a bit more realistic. All right, a, a player that you are most certain the Packers are going to draft in this draft. I'll go first. I'm going to say at a Tawamua, at a Baware. I'm going to say that wrong a million times, but Northwestern defensive lineman slash edge rusher. I mentioned it on my bold predictions podcast, so I'm not going to go over it in huge detail. He is one that I have super eyes on in this draft that I think could be a really fun prospect for Green Bay. But just two other ones really quick. Darnell Washington, this is like the most Packer guy ever. And then Lucas Van Ness is just like the pick. If he's there at, at 15, like I just think he's going to be a Green Bay Packer. So those are three that I'll, I'll throw out there. Perry, let's move over to you. You stole mine. I know. I have Darnell Washington also. It's just like, it's so fitting. The Packers need a tight end. They need to replace a Mercedes Lewis. There's literally a Mercedes Lewis in this draft and it's him. And he also has like upside as a pass catcher. I just like am picture Matt LaFleur like drooling over having Darnell Washington in his offense. Um, the other one that I have is Jonathan Mingo and he's like a pretty popular Twitter one, but I think there's like very few like true X receivers in this draft. And they're most of the receivers are really small and the Packers just don't take small receivers. And I can't see them liking Quentin Johnston. So if they're going to take like a bigger guy that fits their mold later on, I see Mingo. It's a very smart call out, Alex. Yeah, I agree. Uh, To go back to my pessimism, I just don't think the Packers are making a a really sexy pick uh, on on day one. I just don't see it happening. So I'll use the first name Darnell as well, but I'm going to go with Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. I think they're going to find somebody in the trenches. I mean, it'd be sexy if it's somebody defensively in the trenches just because they could beef up that that group. But I think they're going to go online day one, and we're all going to be underwhelmed and, and disappointed to a point. But I think once you see Darnell Wright on the field, You'll be happy. So I, I don't know what, what, it, what it is with the first name Darnell, but we all think uh, think they'll go that direction. It would be awesome if they went to Darnell W's and got Darnell right in the first <laughs> round, Darnell Washington in the second round, and just, you know, it's the new Smiths. We got the Darnells. And yeah. all we need that <laughs> like right next to each other, Darnell at right tackle, Darnell at tight end, and just be like, yeah, good luck, uh, you know, in, you know picking up the running game against the Darnells on the right side. Like, it's just not going to happen, right? So. I, like the, I like that theory, the Darnell theory. Let's go with it. I'm running with it. All right, let's start, let's go with this one. Perry, you can kick this one off so nobody steals this one from you. Green <laughs> Bay's biggest need in this draft. Oh, in the draft, you did not send us that caveat yeah, when you said oh, biggest need. If you want, let's find out. Biggest I mean, the biggest need is safety, and unfortunately, I think their biggest need doesn't actually align with what they're going to do in the draft. But if it's the draft, it's tight end. Like I would be shocked if the Packers left this draft without two picks at tight end. Alex. Yeah, I'm completely with Perry. I think it's tight end. Uh, you, you know, you know me though. I, I will harp on the, the wide receiver room every chance I get and wide receivers a need to, because I, I, I love Christian Watson. He's not a number one, and I don't think you're finding a number one in the draft by any means. But what That's are you a hot take. Is that hot? You don't think Christian Watson's a number one? Not in year two, I don't. I'm not ready for him to be a number one receiver with a brand new quarterback, right? Like well, I, he's going to have to be. I, 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 I know <laughs> he is. True. I know he is. But I don't feel very – like similarly to last year with Alan Lazard, right? Like I just – I like the I like the guys. I like the pieces. I think uh, I think Christian Watson can be really good in year three and four as a number one guy. I didn't – I just don't know how confident I am in him as a number one right now. 
And I think that's fair, right? I, I get your point because he's going to have to be. But wide receivers is, is a position I would really like to see them, you know, beef up at a little bit. But again, I don't know because it, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase are your outliers of, of round one guys that go on to be these perennial talents as number one receivers. But it's rare to find that in the draft. But uh, nonetheless, I just think that's such a big hole right now for this offense, especially with Jordan Love coming into year one as a starter. Well, if Christian Watson can't be a number one, Green Bay has a lot more holes than what we're even <laughs> anticipating right now. Uh, he, I've, I'm going to regurgitate uh, a talking point that I've talked about uh, here before, and that's their biggest need is simply talent. They just need to be more talented all around. And I know that's a lame cop out, but uh, then that's why I've said, like, I don't care what positions they go with. If it's offensive line, if it's something that's not as sexy, like I'm okay with that. And because I look at safety, I look at tight end, um, even wide receiver to some extent, like I get that those are needs, but um you know what? So are a lot of other positions on this team. And if you feel like you can get a true game changer at another position, that's not their biggest quote unquote need at the moment. Fine. So be it. We'll figure out the puzzle pieces later. This is not a season where you're going in expected to compete for a Super Bowl. So find the most talented players, go out and get them and figure out the positions and the puzzle pieces later. But uh, I will say obviously weapons, this is a Jordan love evaluation season and the more weapons that you can put around him to support him and make sure that you can get a full evaluation of him, I think is really important. So, I don't care if it is a tight end. I don't care if it's a wide receiver. We know both of those rooms need to be remade in some capacity. To me, just go out. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. There's a lot of good tight ends in this draft. Even there's good running backs in this draft, which is going to be a long-term you know, potential need as well. So go out and get those weapons. Continue to support Jordan Love because he's probably going to need it over the course of these next few seasons as you transition from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback to unknown with Jordan Love. The more weapons you can get him, the better. Bingo. Yeah. All right, let's move to number four. The Packers must do blank in this draft. I'll kick this one off. The Packers must do blank. I'm going to say they must build a tight end room in some – they don't have a tight end room. They don't They don't have a tight end room. All right, so Josiah DeGuarum <laughs> or your H-back fullback who can maybe moonlight as a tight end every once in a while, that's fine. Tyler Davis is your number two. At the, you, don't, you don't have a tight end room, and this is a very deep <laughs> tight end draft. And I don't care if you get it in you – know, I would hope you actually don't get it in round one, but if you do, so be it. If it's round two, round three, round four, go out, get two, three of the guys if you need to, build a actual tight end room. This is going to need uh, be a need for Jordan Love as a security blanket. And I, you, like I said, you just almost need to build this tight end room from scratch at this point. Perry? Um, I, mine is actually your last question's answer, which is just like add playmakers. Like they just have to add playmakers. I don't same, same as you don't necessarily care position because the Packers have a bunch of needs to fill, right? No matter what they do, they're not necessarily going to fill every hole in this draft. They just don't have enough picks to do that. Um, but they need playmakers. They need athletes. They need speed. They just need guys to make plays this season so yeah i'm on the same page as you andy alex yeah i agree with you guys as i watch the draft thursday through saturday i'm gonna have the voice of andy herman like the voice of god burned into my brain saying you don't have a tight end room as they draft hopefully as perry said earlier two tight ends over the course of the draft but uh i'll I'll go different here i mean i'll I'll say they need to get this aaron Rodgers deal done right we've been waiting and as perry alluded to at the beginning of the episode This is, what, the third or fourth draft in a row where we've just been bartered with Aaron Rodgers headlines. So let's just get it done. Let's get some compensation in this year's draft, even if that's a second or third round pick. Give yourself some flexibility in those first two days. 
to if you want to move up, move up. If you need to move back, move back, whatever. Just give yourself some more flexibility and get this done. That's what I think the Packers need to do this week, hopefully before the draft, but I anticipate it, and I know we'll get to this later, probably being sometime during the draft. What's the ESPN show where they give you points for having good answers? That would be around the horn. You guys are both getting a lot of points for good answers today. Yeah, that was a good answer, Alex. And you're right, because if they get – the draft totally changes. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded before the draft and they get extra picks, like the draft and like everything that they can coop. And we're talking to talk about a lot of holes. Like they can fill those if they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. it totally changes like the entire strategy of the rest of the off season. If it's after this draft. Good call. I I think the Rogers thing is obviously something that's massively hanging over this draft right now. And if it goes into draft day, yeah, that is, that is a need at this point to get that deal done in some capacity. So I'm with you there, Alex. All right. Number five, the most likely pick at pick 15 is who Perry, we can kick it off with you this time. Lucas Van Ness. It's just so Packers. It's so Packers. They have it's premium position edge, Right. It's a guy that can take a little time to develop exactly what they did with Rashawn Gary. It, he's young, high RAS. He just like fits that mold. I think it's really fun for us to talk about the tight ends and the wide receivers that we love. But the Packers have a pattern and they tend to really stick to that pattern, especially when it comes to the first round. Goot likes freak athletes who are super young and they don't really need a guy at that position who can start right away. Right. Like they can do the developmental thing like they did with Rashawn Gary. So that's my, that's my thought. Alex. Yeah. I think this guy's going to be here at 15 and I think all of us are going to expect it at 15, but then Goody's of course going to go a different direction, but I will say Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. Uh, I really got into his stuff like within the last week and I love him. right? Like big frame six, four, uh, you're right. I hear the voice of God already. You don't have a tight end room. So Dalton Kincaid, Utah, is who I'm going to pick <laughs> at 15. But again, you never know with Brian Gutekunst. Everything's off the table. All bets are off in the NFL draft. But th- that, that's the direction I lean right now at 15. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. 
Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I actually had, I was deciding between two players and I went with Lucas Van Ness as well. The only thing holding the Lucas Van Ness thing back is if he's there or not. Uh, I think another one, and since Perry, you mentioned Lucas, I'll, I'll go Roger Jones. I think one that's maybe not talked about quite as much, but you want to also talk about perfect Packer, everything. How about four Georgia first round picks in three seasons? All right, <laughs> Roger Jones would certainly be that. Uh, premium position. All right. Can play offensive tackle. I, I think one of the nice things though, let's just say you want to start Bach and either, you know, Nyman or um, Zach Tom at right tackle, right? The nice thing with Broderick Jones is he can kick inside and that would give you potential versatility. If you want to put Elton Jenkins at center and have him compete, you know, not compete, but like, you know, beat out Josh Myers for, you know, clean up that position. Like it gives you that versatility as well. Like you take Paris Johnson Jr. For example, and he's a left tackle all day, every day, in my opinion. So now Bakhtiari's there and you're like, all right, well, I guess, you know, is he just going to be like a red shirt this year? Like that's not ideal. So uh, Broderick Jones, again, Georgia, high raz, premium position, super athletic, super young, super strong, versatile offensive lineman, probably long-term tackle. Like that screams off the page, Green Bay Packer. And we know Green Bay loves those premium position players. So Lucas Van Ness was probably 1A on my list, but Broderick Jones right there, 1B. And if either of those guys are there would not be shocked if they're the pick in any way shape or form which brings us to our next one and that is a surprise player that you think could be the pick at pick 15 so let's say it is a name that maybe nobody is expecting and all of a sudden all of us are reacting with our jaws on the ground like what did goot just do who is that player at 15 i will kick things off i will do two uh, i have two names on my board again hoping to steal one of perry's uh i'm gonna go (laughs) keon white the edge rusher slash defensive lineman out of Georgia Tech. Like this is hits everything that Green Bay looks for, save for age. He's a little bit over age, but we saw that when Green Bay really liked the player in Devontae Wyatt a season ago, that did not stop them from drafting the player in the first round. Keon White, interestingly enough, had his name. Uh, he is going to be at the draft, which usually means he's going to be a first round pick, has some sort of like guarantee that he's going to get picked somewhere. That is one that Daniel Jeremiah was on like immediately. Had him like 10th or 12th on his board. He kind of moved him down later. I think he probably goes end of round one, but if it was a jaw hitting the floor moment, Keon White could potentially be one. The other one is the guy that I've been mentioning at a Tamiwa, at a Baware. That is a guy who is kind of rocketing up draft boards as well. Early second, probably late first guy but we have seen like Rashawn Gary was kind of considered the same thing like middle late first because of the shoulder injury going into the draft and good said screw it I'm taking him early and this is a very similar type of player that has that explosive ability very similar to Rashawn Gary that one would also be like it would jaws would hit the floor for most people those would be two that if it did I think could potentially be the names there Alex can, can you say his name one more time because nope. I know you're just trying to <laughs> nope Okay, that's that's what I got there. Uh, look, uh, this is the one question I really struggled with because you know who's going to be there likely at 15. You know who's going to be a little bit of a reach. And, and I, I I, just – I don't know, right? Like Brian Branch is a name. Everybody's tied to the Packers, the safety from Alabama. 
but he's probably going to be there, I don't know, mid-20s, late late 20s, if not into the second round. So I'd be shocked if they picked him at 15. But then again, safety, as, as we talked about a bit earlier, is such a ginormous need. So I went Brian Branch here, but I don't think that's as sexy as a surprise as maybe uh, maybe you were looking for. I think it'd be a surprise because he's not the typical like 9.99 RAS score, sure. super yeah. huge prototypical safety. So I think it would be a surprise more so that Green Bay went out of their thresholds to go get this guy at a position of a major need. I'm just going to have Andy answer the questions for me from this point. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. How Harry? about you, Perry? Um, mine was actually Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. I just think like if the tackles or the offensive linemen in the first round kind of go on a run, I could see them doing it. That he also was brought in for a visit, and I think that's been a pretty like key indicator in recent drafts that the Packers are gonna take them. Obviously, it totally depends on on where they fall. Um, but I could see tackle, and it's like not that sexy, right? But my actual take for this is that I don't think the Packers are picking at 15. I just like, I, I, Ooh, I, I don't see it. I, I, I can see if, especially, especially if Rogers, the trade doesn't happen before the draft, Goot trading back and acquiring more picks to take a couple more players like they do. Um, that's, that's my real. 15 prediction as a trade. I mean, even if a Rogers trade does get done, there's a decent chance that a swap between 13 and 15 yeah, could exactly. get done. And even if they do that, it wouldn't shock me if they're at 13 and they end up trading back as well. So I think yeah. I, I like, I almost think it's probably a 50, 50 proposition that they draft at 15 or they draft at another position, whether that be 13 or even further down in the draft. So I like that one as well. All right. Number seven, Alex, we, you answered number six, right? Yes, you did. I did. I did. Uh, just making sure. All right. Number seven, Packers <laughs> biggest under the radar need in this draft. And I'll kick this one off. I'm going to actually say like, cause it's super under the radar to me is running back. And I don't Ooh. think they need to attack it early. I don't think they need to attack it on day one or two of the draft, uh, but Aaron Jones contract situation starting to get up there in age very easily could be playing in his last year in green Bay, AJ Dillon, last year under his contract could easily be playing his last year in green Bay. And it could be the situation where green Bay doesn't want to have to pay AJ Dillon a bunch of money. It could be that they don't want to continue to have to pay Aaron Jones a bunch of money. And they finally want a cheap running back at a position that you can usually not have to pay a lot of money. And I think if they could find that guy in this draft and there's a really good uh, amount of running backs that could help this team in this draft, to me, that's a sneaky under the radar 2024 need that I wouldn't be surprised if they attack in 2023. Harry. That's good. That is good. Very good. Um, Mine's, I feel like there's no wrong answer to this question. I just feel like the Packers need someone at every position, but mine's edge. I just think when you look at the edge or just like the defensive line, you're like, well, the starters are great, but the depth is really scary. And that's why I just feel like the first round, if they do take in the first round, it's going to be an edge player because they don't, they covet it. It's premium. You don't know what's going to happen with Sean Gary. He's also on a contract year. It's more than likely Preston Smith's last season with this team. And then all of a sudden you're looking at like a bunch of depth guys and nothing else. So you just, you got to beef that up. You got to infuse it with young talent because it's too important. Um, even though they took, and I, I think about the D line all across too, because like you have Kenny and you have Devonte Wyatt, and then you know TJ Slayton, and like just the depth isn't there. So add add playmakers along the line. I like it, Alex. 
All right, I'll do it. Let's talk quarterback, shall we? Uh, the Packers hosted three quarterbacks on top 30 visits. No. And Jordan Love, obviously the starter, right? But And as far as I'm aware, the Packers have not signed Matt Ryan yet, right? Like the veteran backup. Danny Etling is, is the backup quarterback right now, which means the Packers don't have a backup quarterback. No disrespect right. to Danny Etling. Uh, Hendon Hooker, I, I don't think is likely, but they did host him on a visit as well as Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. And I think the third, correct me if I'm wrong, was Tanner Morgan from Minnesota, uh, who and would be like a seventh round. Too. Well, I'm sorry, Sean Clifford yeah, as well. And say yeah, Sean Clifford as well. Yeah, so maybe it was four then. Uh, but I, I would think a guy like O'Connell, who will be there in the in the fifth or sixth round, uh, is just an interesting guy to take a flyer on. And I, I I don't know how confident the guys at 1265 are in in a guy like Danny Etling backing up Jordan Love. So unless they go the veteran route, which I, I wouldn't doubt they do uh, at some point here in the offseason, but. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think it'll be day three, but I think they do it. So I, I will bring up the quarterback uh, uh, conversation. Perry, I know you're ready to respond. You love talking quarterbacks. I have I have a take, but it answers a question later on. So All right, we'll, we'll wait. But I have a quarterback take for sure. Uh, they did not host O'Connell. They did host the other three. So they hosted three quarterbacks. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, they were very aggressive in that of their top 30 visits. Three of them were with quarterbacks. All right, next up, your guilty NFL draft desire, your player that you know the Packers probably won't take or shouldn't take or whatever, but you just kind of want them to take anyway. Perry, do you have one? I have two. Um, One, I'll start with the least surprising and go from there. Um, I'm obsessed with Nolan Smith. Like, I just think, like, from from where, like, playmakers stand, athleticism, like, all of it, I love him. He is, like, the least Packers, like, prototypical guy in the world. Like, he's small. He's kind of a hybrid, more like probably an off-ball linebacker, which, like, who knows? Like, maybe Barry could get really creative with him if he was in the room, like – I don't know how they they could use him in a number of different ways. I just don't know necessarily if like he's a great scheme fit for Green Bay. But man, that guy is so so fun to watch. Just so much fun to watch. Um, my second one is Bijan Robinson <laughs> because like he, how can you watch him and not love him? Like he look. I am so anti taking running backs in the first round, like super anti, but I mean, come on. How can you not think that that wouldn't be sick? That would be so fun. I'll, I'll follow up this one because I'm sort of on the same wavelength, Perry. Mine is Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. And this is the same thing, right? Like, don't do it. Please don't do it, actually. I, I'm not a believer in running backs round one, which is where you need to get them. And certainly don't do it at 15. That would certainly be a jaw massively hitting the, the floor moment. But... But to me, this is peak Jamal Charles is in, in, in Jamar Gibbs. Like that's that's how good I think he is. His floor to me, his floor is Alvin Kamara. Like that's like even if things don't work out, he's Alvin Kamara. And if he does work out, I think he's peak Jamal Charles. And like, yeah, you don't pay running backs and you don't give running backs, you know, like with first round picks. But but like that is a super talented player to get no matter where you get him. And I love his speed. I love his playmaking. He can catch out of the backfield. He can do a little bit of everything. Man, I absolutely, absolutely love Jameer Gibbs. One of my, one, like you turn on the tape and just like, 
I don't need to see anymore. I see everything I need to see. He's phenomenal. And just one of those ones where you turn off the tape and you're like, that was really fun. And I kind of want to do it over again and just hope that somehow he ends up on the team, even though I don't want to spend a premium pick on him. So Jameer Gibbs, my guilty pleasure, very much like Perry's Bajan Robinson. Alex, what about you? I love that. Uh, I'll get to my guilty pleasure in a second. I was going to bring up Nolan Smith as well, because you go back to the Georgia well, or, or the, you know, the well, right, which they've done each of the last two years with three picks in the first round. Uh, so I'm glad Perry brought him up. But here's my bias. I live in Madison, Wisconsin, where the University of Wisconsin is. I don't know how confident we are in Josh Myers at center. Joe Titman, the center from Wisconsin, he's, he's the top, depending on where you look, he's either the top ranked or second ranked center uh, in this class. He's but, a top ranked. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you agree. I would agree. But it's, I've seen that flip on a couple different sites the last few weeks. But we'll see with Titman. Uh, I think if he's there at 45, you, you take the shot, right? Like if he's there in the second, which I don't think he will be, I don't think he'll fall out of day one. But if he's for some reason there at 45, you pull the damn trigger on a center and Joe Tittman from Wisconsin. There's my bias. You know who Joe Tittman kind of reminded me of? Who's that? Josh Myers. <laughs> to be fair, I really like Josh Myers coming out of college, yeah. not as much as I like Creed Humphrey. We don't need to go into that whole conversation. Yeah. But I liked him coming out, but I watched I watched Tittman. I'm like, oh, that kind of reminds me of college Josh Myers. That said, I think Tittman's going to be better what we sort of expected pro Josh Myers to be, which unfortunately pro Josh Myers has not been so far. Um, all right, let's go over. We got, we got three left. Let's go over these. Number nine, Aaron Rodgers will be traded when? Alex? Um, I think it happens Thursday and I think it happens a couple hours before the draft starts I think it's going to be like a 4 o'clock news break I I think the draft starts at 7 central Uh, so I I will say Thursday wouldn't be shocked if this blood into Friday though I I don't think it's any later than Friday personally but I've said I've made this prediction 800 times and Andy I know I've made you make it like every episode we've recorded uh, the last three months I will say Thursday but not very confidently All right, Perry. I also think Thursday. I think like in true Aaron Rodgers fashion, it's going to be super dramatic (laughs) and then end up being totally fine. Like it'll get done before the draft, right? Like deadline spur actions, Andrew Brandt. It's just going to happen, but it's going to go like right up to the deadline. Everyone's it's all people are going to be talking about. He's going to take up the whole news cycle and then we'll get to the draft and we'll have our picks and Aaron Rodgers will be a jet. And it's like, why couldn't it have been a little bit more simple? I think it's going to be Friday. I'm going to say Friday because I don't think pick 13 is like really super in play. Like maybe they could swap 15 and 13, but I don't think they're going to get 13 in like a straight up deal or anything like that. So um, I think it's more likely to be they get through the first round of the draft. Both teams sort of assess where they're at, what players are left on the board and things like that. Then the Jets have those two early second round picks that are probably a burning a hole in the Jets pocket and B the Packers probably have eyes on. And I think that's when things get done is after the first round is done, the second round, you got you leading up to that day. You've got a lot of time to talk trades with teams. And that to me is like, also, if you don't get it done before day two of the draft, then like Green Bay doesn't want anything, you know, like nothing new and they have on day three is going to be enticing enough. And then it, it basically Green Bay is just better off waiting until after and then figuring out future picks. So to me, if it, you know, if it doesn't get done by Thursday, to me, Friday is a, a very hard deadline for both teams uh, at that point. So I'm going to say Friday. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm just ready for this to be over. Me just too. ready for it to be over. Amen. All right, number 10, and we got two left. Number 10, the best player in this draft will ultimately be a decade, you know, 20 years from now. We're going to look back at the 2013 draft and say this player ultimately was the best player in the draft. Alex, I'll start with you. 
Uh, I'm going to do one pick on each side of the ball. Offensively, I'm very boring. I'm going to go with uh, who I think will be the number one pick. I think Bryce Young is going to be terrific. I think Carolina makes a ton of sense for him. They continue to stock up their wide receiver room. I like Bryce Young. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. I I don't think I need to go a whole lot deeper than that. Defensively, I talked about it at the beginning of the episode. He's my draft crush on the defensive side. Thanks to you guys. Christian Gonzalez uh, from Oregon, the cornerback. I think he is just terrific and if there's any way the Packers can draft him I, I probably wouldn't sleep on Thursday night I'll be honest with you I'd be partying in the streets uh with Christian Gonzalez being a former or future Packer because he just feels like he 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 has every skill set every intangible you want at corner um and I, I just think he has the potential to be if he ends up in the right situation which of course is the biggest if when it comes to draft talk I, I think he could be a, a first ballot hall of famer that's how confident I am love it Love it, Perry. Whoa. Okay, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer from this draft, right? That's so you cool. might as well. Yeah, go of course. Um, okay, mine is also an if he goes to the right team caveat because I think it's – I mean, you don't need to go into more detail on that. It's like this with every draft pick, but I think quarterbacks especially. And my answer is Anthony Richardson. Ooh. And I say that because – did I just steal your pick, Andy? Yeah. His traits and tools easily have the highest ceiling, in my opinion, but he's a little raw. And I just think that if he goes to a team that doesn't mold him properly, doesn't have the right QB coach, they don't have the right scheme around him, right? They don't give him time. He's going to potentially flame out, especially I think if they just a team just throws him in as like their starter week one, like day one of his rookie season. But if he goes to a team, like honestly, like a Jordan Love situation, if he gets drafted by a team that doesn't maybe necessarily need a quarterback and he can take like two years, three years to develop, like I think that he has the tools to be easily, without a doubt, the best player in this draft. I yeah. love that. As you mentioned, you stole mine, uh, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I had Tyree Wilson on my list as well. But to me, Anthony Richardson, there's only two options with Anthony Richardson, in my opinion. Either he doesn't work out and he's probably just a bust, or he works out and he becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, he is insane talented. He has speed for days. His arm is a laser rocket arm. He can hit every layer of the field. Yes, accuracy, he needs to be able to be better at. He needs to be able to hit the layups. But, like, he already has the speed. He already has the home run ability, both as a runner and as a passer. Like, those are the hard things. He has the hard things in spades. Like, he can escape any pocket. He can make plays with his legs at any moment. And he can hit any deep ball and any explosive plays whenever he wants. Like, those are the those are the hard things. Now, yes, being able to move the chains and do the easy things and hit the, you know, completions and read a defense, those are all things that, yeah, it's, it's not going to be pretty day one. But, like, my goodness, like, how many times – like, every – Every year we do this thing and we get like, you know, the, the top 10 draft picks, like five of them bust anyway. And some player that's taken in like the, you know, 200s ends up being like a all pro and some like it's all over the place. So like every like we're going to get things right. We're going to get things wrong anyway. Like I'm going to gamble on the guy that has that sort of upside. So it, it would not shock me if we were talking 20 years from now and we said Anthony Richardson ended up being the best player. He could easily be one of the biggest busts in this draft as well. But the upside is beyond incredible. All right, last but not least, last one. Your boldest prediction that you actually think could happen during this weekend. Bold prediction, Alex. I have. I, you're always. You come with the heat. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What, what, 
Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, I don't think I will here. Uh, oh. Perry, I apologize if I'm stealing this from you because you did say this earlier, and I totally agree with you. I don't think the Packers are picking a 15. Um, one way or another, I think they're moving out. But I'll take that a step further. I don't think they pick at 45 either. I think we're going to have a lot of goody draft day action uh, in terms of moving around and picking at different spots than maybe we anticipate here a couple days uh, ahead of uh, ahead of the draft. So I will say the Packers don't pick at either 15 or 45. That's my bold prediction. All right. He does keep us on our toes he on sure draft does. day, doesn't he? Um, does. Mine is what I alluded to earlier, and it's that the Packers are going to draft a quarterback, and they're going to draft one higher than I think fans Ooh. are going to with. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be like a like round three if someone oh. really good slides, like round four. Like this is not going to be like your, you know, seventh round, like Brock Purdy situation. Like I think they like if they brought in a bunch of quarterbacks and I think visits aside from who actually they bring in just – position wise are like a really good indicator of kind of like where they're leaning to go. And we've said it, you need a backup. You cannot go into the season with just Jordan love and Danny Etling. Like, and they did it when they took Rogers, right? Like they, they drafted two other quarterbacks to back him up. It didn't mean anything great because he became Aaron Rodgers. but they need options. You don't want to be the 49ers this past season, but they're going to take one if they like one early. I like yeah. it. We'll be interesting to see. All right. I said what could happen. Predictions that we think actually could happen. I'm going to say that Aaron Rodgers gets traded this weekend, but not to the Jets. That he oh. ends up whether it be the 49ers, which is maybe the most likely scenario, or that's not the Jets, or maybe the New England Patriots say, you know what, screw it, we're sick of hearing about the Jets. <laughs> we're going to jump the Jets and make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. We don't really believe in Mac Jones or, or uh, Bailey Zappi. You know what, we're going to be the AFC East team that goes out and gets him because we don't want him to end up with the Jets. I don't know who it end, might end up being, but that's going to be – the NFL is the ultimate soap opera. Just when you think you have things figured out and just when you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Aaron is going to be a Jet and we're going to go through the draft. It's like, nope, record scratch. <laughs> and on like Friday, Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter is going to be dropping major news. The Packers and X team are now in major discussions and the deal is expected to get done prior to the draft. And everything is flown upside down and draft ratings go through the roof and Aaron Rodgers ends up with another team. Do I think it's maybe super likely? Probably not. But if you're telling me to do a bold prediction that I think could, could maybe happen, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers gets traded, but to a different team that's not the New York Jets. Because you know what? They they effed around and they might just find out that they should have probably given up pick 13 if they really wanted him. That is so spicy. I mean, he did say, I intend to play with the Jets. So he the 49ers got involved. Do you think Aaron's going to be like, ah, you know, no, I don't want to go to the West Coast. In San my childhood and team that I don't anymore. George Kittle and Juszczyk and all those wide receivers and Debo Samuel and one of the best defenses in football. He's going to be like, no, I really want to be a Jet. He's going to be like, hey, Jets, it was fun. But guess what? I'm a 49er now. If he becomes a 49er and they win, I'm going to be the most angry NFL fan there ever was. Like, like there ever was. I think there'll be a lot of upset fans. Like, but I think that's like the ultimate like talking point, right? Is like, yeah, yeah you don't want to see him as a 49er. You'd probably rather see him as a jet, 
But like if the Jets are saying, hey, we're going to give you a third and the 49ers are like, screw it, we'll give you they have like four third round picks. And like the, the, the talking point was four third round picks and next year's first. And they're like, Wait. we're going to give you all four of our thirds and next year's first. Like we'll throw in Trey Lance. Like if they give you the best like possible. That's what I was just thinking. What if they threw in Trey? Like if they say like Trey Lance, three, four thirds in, a, in next year's first, you're like, yeah, OK. Like you have to take what's the best interest of the Green Bay. If, if the Green Bay Packers, I get we don't uh. want to we don't want to see Minnesota win a Super Bowl. We don't want to see Chicago win a Super Bowl. We probably prefer not to see Detroit win a Super Bowl. But like you are, if the Green Bay Packers don't win a Super Bowl, ultimately whatever X team versus Y team is in the Super Bowl this year doesn't matter all that much. You are trying to get the Packers back to that next Super Bowl, and you have to do what the absolute best thing is for you to get the Packers to the next Super Bowl. Whatever happens, people are going to forget in three years whoever you know won this Super Bowl as a Packer fan. Like you need, they're going to care if you got them to the next Super Bowl two, three years down the line. Whatever deal now gives you that best opportunity to get to that next Super Bowl, that's the deal that you have to do. I don't care what teams offer the trade and if it's the 49ers yeah barf throw up i get it we'll get through it we're adults <laughs> and we know that it's ultimately what's going to be best for the packers if it's ultimately the best deal what a and there's so that. much there's so much common like just like they're uh, they're a common opponent you know what i mean like shanahan and lafleur are friends like yeah there's so much there that would be so wild it would make me really angry but i while you were talking andy i was like if they threw in trey that would be enticing, I think. I mean, I think the 49ers also throw away picks. Like, they are, like, low-key a team they that just, just like, a bunch for throws away draft picks. They're right? in picks mode, a million percent. Yeah, they are. And so if the Packers are looking for comp, like, the 49ers would do it for sure. And I don't oh. think that they would care if Aaron Rodgers only played for a year. And you can like, give them a, like, hey, sure. we don't want to trade him to you, tax. Like, we, we don't want him to be a 49er. You got to pay more. Like, yeah, you pay way more. And, I like, again, I think the 49ers are in f them picks mode and be like, all right, fine. Like, here's the check you fill it out. What do you want? Well, like that's not players that are going to affect our current team because we're trying to win a Super Bowl, but you get Trey Lance four thirds this year and next year's for like something crazy. I just don't think you can say no to that. Yeah. yeah I'm taking that every day of the week. I, I love the chaos, but I hate this idea, but I, and I hate that we're even talking manifesting it, it, if you will. Right. I totally like, get it. But I can see it now, right? Like Jordan Love and the offensive player of the year, Christian Watson and the Green Bay Packers take on Aaron Rodgers and the 49ers in the NFC championship game. So no, realistic. <laughs> no, I don't want that. That's my nightmare. That's Watch like that. nightmare school. That's what hell is. That is what, that is what hell is. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to say though, I love the Patriots also because it's an AFC opponent. Like we don't care about that as a New Yorker. I would kind of hate it, but Rogers with Belichick would be wild. And just like, like a man crush there. Yeah. Like two best of all time. So much respect. Like Belichick just gets like a fun one year tool to like, see what he can do with who the, who cares? He's like, sure. I'll pay you 60 mil. Don't care. Like, let's go see what we can do with this thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, the, the only negative part of that is I don't think the Patriots are a finalist for HBO's Hard Knocks this year, right? Like, could true. you imagine Belichick and Rogers uh, on a documentary? Oh, baby. They would I, never agree to that. No, they would right. never agree to that. It's still going to sell a lot of tickets and, you know, give Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football a lot of money with Aaron Rodgers on the – wherever he goes. It's just going to be – but what what better way to, to end our draft coverage for this week than talking, of course, about Aaron Rodgers and where he could ultimately end up. We start where we begin. It just all ends up full circle, I guess. 
Alex, amazing stuff as always. Perry, amazing stuff as always. Alex, where can we find you on Twitter? Where can we find your work? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Stroh. Fun uh, Thursday night draft special with three former draftees on ESPN Madison. It'll be me along with uh, former Giants center Derek Engler, former Browns and Panthers uh, linebacker slash fullback Tarek Sala, and former Panthers and, and Jags punter Brad Norton will join me from 6 to 10 on Thursday night. We'll break down whatever the hell happens if Aaron Rodgers is a 49er or a Patriot and whatever happens at 15 or 13 or, or whatever pick the Packers have. So we're with you 6 to 10. You can listen to that on the ESPN app or if you're in the Madison area on 100.5 FM. Can't wait, Perry. Yeah, um, follow Pax, which she said, PWSS podcast on Twitter. We will be joining the Odyssey live draft show for the Packers picks um, with Jason LaConforta and Baldy. So Brian Baldinger. So I'm going to try not to fangirl super hard and act like I know exactly what I'm talking about for the five minutes that I'll have with them. And Maggie will sound more intelligent than me as per usual. So you can check us out there. And as always, just follow the show. We'll be, uh, yeah, covering all the, all the players that the Packers ultimately pick um, in our usual episode. If you haven't checked out Pax, what she said yet, absolutely amazing. Perry and Maggie do an amazing job. So make sure to check that out, download it, subscribe, etc. You won't be disappointed. Of course, you can always follow the Pack-A-Day podcast as well. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that little notification button so you get a notification every time a new episode comes out. Perry and Alex, this was absolutely amazing. What a perfect way to kick off draft week. I will be with you all week this week on YouTube. And of course, we've got our amazing lineup, as always, on the Pack-A-Day podcast audio show, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. That does it for us today. But until next time, and as always, go Pack-Go. Go Pack-Go.